please join in hymn number 216, Come O Divine Messiah. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today, of course, is the first Sunday of Advent. As we begin our Mass, we invite the young children to come to the front of the church, just to light the candle in our Advent wreath, just to come to the front. One word for me to do what they want. Just to come to the front. Just come a wee bit closer. I don't think you know the front from the back of the church. Mm-hmm. Here's the front of the church today. Mm-hmm. And we're here at the front of the church because we're going to light a candle on our Advent wreath. Can you point out the Advent wreath to me? Can you point it out to me? That's it there, isn't it? That's it there. And it's got all these candles in it. And why do you think it's got those candles in it? Because yeah. it's Advent and it reminds us of all the different Sundays that we're going to be gathering uh, to celebrate Advent and prepare for Christmas. So we have to uh, light one of the candles because today is the first Sunday of Advent. So who, who, who's going to light a candle for me today? Who can I trust? 
Who's not going to burn the church down today? Thank you, boys and girls. You can now go to the back of the church. <laughs> to prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered together at his right hand we may be worthy to possess a heavenly kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The vision of Isaiah, son of Amos, concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the days to come, the mountains of the temple of the Lord shall tower above the mountains and be lifted higher than the hills. All the nations will stream to it. Peoples without number will come to it. And they will say... Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the Lord God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. Since the law will go out from Zion, and the oracle of the Lord from Jerusalem, he will wield authority over the nations, and adjudicate between many peoples. These will hammer their swords into plowshares, their spears into sickles. Nation will not lift sword against nation, against nation. There will be no more training for war. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Let us go rejoicing to meet the Lord. Let us go rejoicing to meet the Lord. I rejoice. 
rejoiced when I heard them sing, let us go to God's house, and now our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Let us go rejoicing to meet the Lord. It is there that the tribes go tribes of the Lord, for Israel's law it is, there to praise the Lord's name. There were set the thrones of judgment of the house of David. Let us go rejoicing to me. peace of Jerusalem pray. Peace be to your homes. May peace reign in your walls. In your palaces peace. Let us go rejoicing to meet the Reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. You know the time has come. You must wake up now. Our salvation is even nearer than it was when we were converted. The night is almost over. It will be daylight soon. Let us give up all the things we prefer to do under cover of the dark. Let us arm ourselves and appear in the light. Let us live decently as people do in the daytime. No drunken orgies, no promiscuity or licentiousness, and no wrangling or jealousy. Let your armour be the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And Jesus said to his disciples, as it was in Noah's day, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. For in those days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, taking wives, taking husbands, right up to the day Noah went into the ark. And they suspected nothing till the flood came and swept all away. And it will be like this when the Son of Man comes. Then, of two men in the fields, one is taken, one left. Of two women at the millstone grinding, one is taken, one left. So, stay awake, because you do not know the day when your master is coming. 
You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder had known at what time of the night the burglar would come, he would have stayed awake and would not have allowed anyone to break through the wall of his house. Therefore, you too must stand ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. The Gospel of the Lord. There's a beautiful phrase in one of the readings of today's Mass, uh, which is worth thinking about. Uh, It foresees a time not specified in the reading uh, in which there will be swords uh, beat into plowshares and spears, beat into pruning hooks, and nations shall not lift up sword against nation, and neither shall they learn war any more. We all long for that day uh, when swords will be beat into plowshares and spears be shaped into pruning hooks, that time in which nation won't take up arms against other nations. But if we know anything of the times in which we live, then these certainly don't seem to be times of peace. This is a time in which very often we find ourselves to be armed to the hilt. We have tanks and aircrafts. We have armies and navies, bombs and missiles in abundance. The swords and the spears of the past have morphed into weapons of mass killing. This time doesn't seem to be the time now for weapons to be moulded into instruments of peace. We might want peace, but we prepare very often for war and for war of epic proportions. The reason, of course, is that we're not ready for peace, is that there is violence and suspicion and cruelty and injustice that is left in the human heart, those things that very often lead to war and also to conflict with one another. That desire to live in peace and maybe also that ability to live in peace has not really taken true root in our own hearts. People speak of peace, but very often they have a big stick behind their back in case it doesn't work out. The events of the last few days show how difficult it is to act for peace when others have a malign intent. In the midst of a conference, a man takes out a knife, kills and injures innocent people. Bystanders run after him, overpower him and disarm him. And a policeman shoots him dead for fear that he is carrying bombs. We wish for peace, but that principle of self-defence to restrain the violent person who comes against us is equally important. That kind of violence cannot stand. Of course, then, that is the principle by which there is standing armies and navies and air forces and bombs and missiles. There is always the danger that an aggressor might come against us or a nation with an evil and cruel tyrannical ideology might wish to exert its power over us. That principle of self-defence remains important. But there are limits to it, isn't there? It's argued that having large armies and a nuclear uh, set of missiles on either side, it deters the other side 
perhaps from going to war. There's no doubt that that's true, but it's a risky strategy at the end of the day. The danger of some accident triggering some kind of nuclear attack is very uh, much on the cards. Are strategists somehow thinking that they can plot some kind of nuclear engagement? You realise that it will end up in a conflict which is very dangerous indeed. That time in which swords will be beat into ploughshares and spears into pruning hooks doesn't seem to be here and now. People talk peace, but very often they plan for war. Our own Scottish bishops, not generally uh, known for radical statements, said this a number of years ago. The use of nuclear missiles is immoral, but even the possession of them is immoral too. The threat is dangerous, that somehow we, in possessing them, might think that we can use them. We might think that we could win such a conflict. It's important always to work for peace, to work for smaller armies, for less bombs, less missiles, stronger international organisations that work to create peace, to support movements for peace, to promote reconciliation between enemies. The logic of war very often leads to war. A culture of violence and a lack of respect for human life and justice and the rights of people create the climate of fear and violence that leads to war. The time for peace doesn't seem now, but that desire for peace lies deep in our hearts. The human heart always desires peace. Peace always. That's the place that we want to arrive, isn't it? The place in which swords will be beat into ploughshares and spears into pruning hooks, and nations shall not lift up arms against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Is it pie in the sky? Is it an impossible dream? Well, very often we get flashes of it, moments in which it seems to break out, where justice reigns and arms are put to the side. Coming of the Lord into the world, which we celebrate and prepare for in Advent, realises that time and that possibility for us all. He taught us to love our neighbour. He taught us to turn the other cheek. He taught us when someone looks for our cloak to give it the tunic as well, to walk that extra mile with the person. He teaches us to love, how to forgive, how to live with one another and how to live in peace. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, 
who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. We pray once again for the grace to stay awake, to be alert and to be attentive. That nations may seek way of reconciliation, justice and peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious, hear us. That we may make Advent a time for peaceful preparations for the feast of the Lord's Nativity. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious, hear us. For the people killed at the conference in London and for those injured and for all those who have been affected by the attack. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious, hear us. For our country at this time, which is choosing a new government to lead us, Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious, hear us. For lands around the world that are affected by war and violence, for an immediate end to the hostilities that divide people and create fear, Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious, hear us. For all who have died, Michael Gallagher and Marianne Gorman, and all those we are asked to remember in prayer. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, during this Advent time, give us the grace to be attentive and always to be alert to the things that we need to do. Make us channels of your grace and instruments of your peace in this world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Join in hymn number 851, When Is He Coming? Waiting many years here, awaiting the return. 
brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Except we pray, O Lord, these offerings we make, gathered from amongst your gifts to us, and may what you grant us to celebrate devoutly here below gain for us the prize of an eternal redemption. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he assumed at his first coming the lowliness of human flesh, and so fulfilled the design you formed long ago, and opened for us the way to eternal salvation, that when he comes again in glory and majesty, and all is at last made manifest, we who watch for that day may inherit the great promise in which we now dare only to hope. And so with the angels and archangels, the thrones and dominions, the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. By sending down your spirit upon them, let you do fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. 
Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my room, but only through the word of my
Please join in hymn number 164, Be Still and Know That I Am God. Let us pray. May these mysteries, O Lord, in which we have shared, profit us, we pray. For even now, as we walk amid passing things, you teach us by them to love the things of heaven and to hold fast to what endures. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 727, When Christ Our Lord to Andrew Cried. <laughs> 